Welcome to the Get Your Health Together podcast, your go-to source for optimizing your metabolism, hormones, and results, plus a little tough love along the way. I'm your host, Lexi Swearingen, a holistic online health and fitness coach for women who want to understand the why behind their transformation while also living in the moment. I'm here to bridge the gap between macros and mindful eating, and have helped hundreds of women achieve their physique goals while also prioritizing optimal health. Now it's your turn. It's time to get your health together. Hello, you guys, and welcome to the Get Your Health Together podcast. I'm your host, Lexi, and I am super excited to welcome you to this special episode because I finally have my first guest on the show today. Um, I have Caitlin Sacken in here with me today. I'm going to let her introduce herself a little bit, but she is actually my childhood best friend and was a client of mine for multiple years. Um, She made one of the most fabulous and honestly, true lifestyle mindset and physique transformations that I've ever seen. And I think she just has a really unique perspective and experience that many of you will enjoy hearing about. So I'm really excited to get into it. We're going to dive a lot into mindset today. Um, But Caitlin, tell us just a little bit about you, the basics, career, age, you know, whatever else. Well, thank you so much for having me, Lexi. I didn't realize that I was your first guest, so I, I feel very important and special, and thank you. Um, but obviously, my name is Kate. Lexi likes to call me Caitlin still. <laughs> I'm 28 years old, and I live in Michigan. Um, I am an occupational therapist, and I have a corgi. She's obsessed with her corgi. Um, <laughs> okay. This is very true. Amazing. Um, I love that. So jumping into our weekly reflections, I will start with my win of the week, which is, I guess, finally recording this episode. (laughs) And I guys literally, we've been talking about this probably since I started my podcast in April. Um, and we're finally doing it. And number two, I did go see the eras tour movie last night and Taylor Swift is like the best athlete I think I've ever seen. So Cheers wow. to that. Yeah. I'm so jealous that you saw that. I've been like really, really wanting to go see it. Should go. <laughs> if you want to sit in a movie theater for three hours, because it's like right. really long. I've heard that it's become like a concert itself. It's <laughs> really fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tell us your win. Um, so my my boyfriend and I are actually buying a house. So that's our win of the week. And we very soon. And I'm really, really excited. So I love that. Um, yeah. perfect. So number two, I always do like a mindful moment of the week or like literally any aha moment or like thing you learned or like heard on a podcast or read that kind of made you think this week. So I'll start with mine. And then if you have one, you can go ahead and share. But mine is kind of the thought of like, how much are you taking yourself out of the driver's seat in your own life? I heard someone talking about this in the context of tracking macros actually, and how so many people don't want to track their food because they like, quote, don't want to become obsessive over it. And how that's just like shooting yourself in the foot when it comes to goals that like really matter to you, because obviously that's a way of reaching them and letting your life just constantly happen to you instead of realizing where you can control it. Like in the context of, um, 
tracking your food, right? You can control your mindset around it. You can control what things mean to you, how you prioritize things. You're not just going to wake up one day and be like, oh, I just, you know, became obsessed with it. And now I have an eating disorder or whatever it is. And I think this goes for anything in life, like finances or, you know, obviously fitness, health, mental health. And yeah, just wanted to share that one. So anything for you this week? Yeah, well, I think that's really important. Um, tracking macros obviously was really, really a big part of my success. So mm-hmm. I think that's a really good thing. Um, I don't think I necessarily had any aha moments this week. Um, just I'm I'm really rigid in a lot of my routines and things have just come really, really natural for me. Um, yeah. so I think I guess that's something that I've definitely been thinking more about this week is that I don't think that I would ever go backwards at this point. And I'm really, really thankful with like everything that I've done. So yeah, I love that. And okay. Before we got on this podcast, we were talking about it and Caitlin was like, I was, I was saying, you know, we're going to do a win of the week. And she's like, let's see, I don't have any wins anymore. I just do the same things every single week. And I'm like, great. That's the point. But like, have you had any wins outside of your fitness journey? So guys, the proof is in the pudding. Like she just told you right there. Um, that is so true, <laughs> but I'm going to kind of kick it off with some questions that we're going to talk a lot more about kind of her journey, her experience, where she's at now, um, and even get a little bit into her career and how like fitness and health plays out. So I want to just start by kind of setting the scene. Um, tell us a little bit about you pre-coaching. I want to know more about your past. How did you used to live your life? You know, even back to like when we met, you know, like middle school, nutrition, exercise, any past diets, mindset, how you felt about yourself. Just give us the rundown. Yeah. Um, so my, my health and my fitness has been something that I have really struggled with, um, for a really long time, honestly. Um, I grew up and I was, really, really skinny in high school. And then all of a sudden when college hit, I had gained a bit of weight. Um, my family specifically, like my mom, she was always very tough on me with what I looked like. And I allowed this to like play into my mental health a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. I was constantly comparing myself to my friends and thinking that, you know, I was overweight and it was just really, really not helpful for, you know, um, mentally and physically it really took a lot out of me um I had tried to do a couple of really stupid diets (laughs) including one that was like a green smoothie cleanse oh no (laughs) if you remember me telling you about that Lexi (laughs) um but like I ultimately just like thought that I needed to be skinny and there was just so much pressure you know like I said from like my mom and just like my friends as well with like how how they had all, you know, been involved in health and fitness, and I just wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was something that I did. I had lost like 10 pounds doing the green smoothie cleanse. And then I think I kept it off for like, one month. Love (laughs) it. All right back. And I just like never even realized like how um, beneficial certain things that you taught me were going to be for like my life. Like, now my life is not focused on Uh, a diet or anything it's just like it's just my life and I have like I said all these rigid routines and they've really really helped me be successful to the point that I am now and keep the weight off so yeah yeah. 
I'm going to jump in on this. Um, if you'll let me, I'm going to tell you about the version of Caitlin, like when I first met her, which what we met in like fifth grade, sixth grade. And this was the skinniest little twig of a girl I, you can ever imagine, right? Like what I was a gymnast, she was a cheerleader. And I just picture like her in like her tiny little, you know, cheer outfit, like, she was skinny as a skinny as a rail. And as we became friends, and I know if you listen to my podcast or you watch my content, you know, like that was not the story for me. Like I was never that naturally skinny little girly. Um, and I remember going to Caitlin's house whenever we were in middle school, like to hang out, even high school, honestly. And there were always bags and bags of Cheetos and candy. Oh gosh, you're so embarrassed. <laughs> no, no, but like the point is, is like she could literally, I could see this girl put down like a family size bag of Cheeto puffs or like an entire bag of Reese's. Go ahead. I will still do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, a family size bag of Cheeto puffs, a, you know, full ass bag of Reese's pink starburst, like all the things. And I don't think she ever gained an ounce. Um, and I remember going to my mom, like back in the day and crying to my mom and being like, Oh my gosh, my friends can eat like anything they want and they don't gain weight. And like, I was very self-conscious of the way I looked back then when I was like, you know, 12. Um, and I remember my mom telling me, and I know I've said this before on the podcast too, like, you're going to be so grateful for like the habits that you have and that like, you know how to eat healthy. And so I think it's super interesting to hear like your perspective of comparing yourself to, you know, your friends in like those kind of college, like young adult years compared to me comparing myself to like you in like our childhood, like teen years. Um, yeah. Super fascinating. I never really, never really thought of it that way, but yeah. it's totally, it's just, it's really sad, you know, how much body image and self-confidence really eats at you at such a yeah. young age too. It's oh, just for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So super interesting. Um, and then to your to your speaking about um the diets like growing up this is another one that I have to share you're gonna kill me um but Caitlin and I used to be like you know crazy wild whatever lots of drinking partying and I vividly remember coming home from college probably after our freshman year of college and we were on a boat drinking with who knows probably some boys that we shouldn't be um <laughs> I know what story you're telling. <laughs> we all probably had a few too many, you know, tequila shots on the boat. And then we went and we got, I don't know if you're from Michigan, we were at like Leo's or something. And Caitlin was a little too intoxicated and she was like, I just want chicken fingers. My mom won't let me have chicken fingers. Like she was on some diet. <laughs> she's on some new diet and just like wanted these chicken fingers. And she was so drunk. We got her the chicken fingers. Like you know, maybe I'll post a clip from this podcast with one of those photos. In my mouth with chicken fingers. And I was so drunk. I think my head like fell on the table. <laughs> I know. So and again, we'll talk more about like what her life is like now post coaching, but it's just crazy going from like 
these restrictive diets where it's like, oh my gosh, I can't eat chicken fingers. And the minute you have a few too many drinks, you're like fiending for the chicken fingers to now, I'm pretty sure that you would have chicken fingers without thinking twice about it and still maintain your weight because you have such a better understanding of nutrition. I actually had chicken tenders at dinner on Friday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there we go. And I stuffed my face with those too. <laughs> Love it. I feel guilty about it. No, not at all. Right. And I would tell my mom that I had chicken fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so funny. Um, okay. So now that we all have a good, you know, the scene is set. We understand where you're coming from here. Let's talk about like what your actual like physical transformation was with coaching. Um, so Caitlin officially started coaching in 2021, but like, you know, maybe kind of end of 2020, we were like talking about it and then like really dove in officially in 2021. But tell us like you lost what, like almost 40 pounds, 40 pounds. Yeah. I remember in 2020, I think that I had signed up for your like Mary, um, the Christmas challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like when I like learned about macros and you had given me these targets to track and you were really, really nice to me. You're basically like, you're going to be my unofficial like first client. Like, here's all this, yes, exactly. And here's all the information that you need. And now you just have to follow it. And then I think I like really, really tried for a, a month or so. Mm-hmm. And then I just like started to slowly give up on that. And I'm not sure why I did that, but I'm so happy that I came back around because I officially started coaching with you. I think it was March, March. of 2021. Yeah. And I actually stayed coaching with you for over two years, which is yeah. absolutely crazy. And I mean, you know, that's not everybody's story. They don't always have to like do everything for coaching for two years but I just like I I never wanted to leave you <laughs> yeah you were yeah for me and it's absolutely crazy because I really wouldn't have been able to do this without you and like yeah. I'm so thankful for you because you have oh I don't want to get emotional but you've changed my life like truly no. I feel confident and the person that I am today because of you and it's amazing because I've just you know, I'm, I'm such a better person than I was two years ago. And it's really, really changed my life. Um, Yeah. And we'll talk, we'll, we'll get more into that too, of course, like as we go, but I want to dial back to when you said, like, when I first gave, when I first gave you those macros, like, I remember being on the phone and you were like, Lexi, like you're like I don't know know about this (laughs) because I'll tell you another thing about like you you were never someone and again that's why when I first asked Caitlin to do this episode with me I wanted to talk a lot about like identity and like growth mindset because you at that time you were not a person who like you didn't work out you didn't track your food like I don't think you saw yourself as a person who was like able to do that it was just like always these diets it was never like who you were like I don't think you owned that like internally so when I think I was giving you all that information um at the beginning like I was giving her macros I was explaining it all to her and I think she was just like whoa I don't fucking know if I can even you know do this like this isn't like me at all. Um, and I definitely think it took you time to like internalize that new version of yourself, 
other than just like trying to like quote follow the program I guess um you're exactly right like I yeah I I wasn't ready to make actual determination to change my life and I had no idea what I was getting myself into I want to normalize the hard though too because I don't think there's ever going to be a point for anyone where they're like yes like I'm like I think you have to make a decision and be like it's gonna take time I'm gonna do what it takes but I think also like it's gonna be hard at the beginning it's all new so like when you were getting those macros like how did that make you feel? Like, were you overwhelmed? Were you like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I think, well, like I said, at first I didn't know what a macro was, so I just had a lot to learn, you know, yeah. I, you know, previous things that I had always done was like track or not even track, but like I knew about calories, but like, I had no idea that I had to eat, you know, this much protein. I had no idea about healthy fats. Like I just didn't know any of these mm-hmm. things in order to make that change you know so um it was just I mean I'd say it was overwhelming at first but like once I learned and took all these baby steps that you had taught me I was able to like finally create a new routine like almost every single week and it just became so embedded you know yeah yeah it became normal okay I and I'm gonna talk about that too but I think quick question like I know you said I wasn't ready um and like I had to be ready what made you finally like be sick of your shit you know for like lack of better words like why did you realize you know I can't wait any longer I need to just like do this were you nervous like what was that moment like um of course of course I was nervous you know um I think I don't necessarily think that I had like a set moment but I think it was just a lot of things you know I was what like 25 I am at like where I'm supposed to be like a really healthy period of my life you know I'm young I'm mobile I'm able to you know do anything I want I don't have any responsibilities you know I should be healthy I should be fit all of my friends you know they're healthy and they're more fit than I am and um I think that another thing that I realized was that like I'm, I'm never going to be this young again to create all these habits. And I'm also like another thing that just in the back of my mind was if I don't become, you know, fit now before I have kids, like, am I ever gonna, Yeah. you know, I, I definitely saw that like once I do get pregnant or something like that, like I'm never going to be able to get that weight off or anything like that. So, yeah, you'll have just all these other factors. Yeah. And I think a lot of people struggle with making that decision or like, I think everyone gets a little bit comfortable in their discomfort. Like it's easier to just do what you've done. And I think also when you've held yourself back from going all in, like you went all in, you know, and you were like, you know what, I'm going to learn this thing. I'm going to do it. You open yourself up to failure. Like, you know, what if you started doing it and it didn't work or like, I think people use their kind of shitty diets and like restrictive programs as like a scapegoat for failure. Like, oh, well, it's not working for me because like, this is a crazy thing. When you actually try to do it the right way, it's like, whoa, what if I like really give it my all and it doesn't work and it's like never going to happen for me, you know? So I think that's kind of a scary jump, but like you really did make it, um, 
I think, I think the biggest thing about that was just like trusting you, you know, and honestly, at first I was very skeptical because I'm like, Lexi, how am I supposed to do all of these things? You know, but I think that the biggest thing was trusting you and it did help that you're my best friend too. And I've seen you transform yourself. And like, I knew I wanted that for myself. Yeah. Um, So it's interesting that you say that because you're like one of my only it's, it can be when you're working with like friends or family as a coach, like it's like when your significant other tells you to do something and you're like, like, I don't want to listen to you, but you really did. Like, I think it was an asset to like our coach client relationship that like, you really did trust me. Um, which is funny. Cause that's actually something I was going to post on Instagram today is like trusting your coach, but like, you do need that. Like you need to trust your coach. So if you're listening to this right now, if you've ever considered working with me or another coach, like you have to make sure that you find someone that you're like compatible with. Um, I want to talk about um, something you just said a couple answers ago. I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was just kind of not having an understanding of macros. Like I didn't know what macros were. I didn't know all these things, but like slowly over time, you just like learned it and it did become embedded in you. And something about you that I think is unique and something that I relate to personally, because I always tell people, you know, I think a big part of my success in my fitness journey is that like, I never had a timeline on it. I never was telling myself like, I need to lose 10 pounds in 30 days or like any, there was none of that. Or like within these next six months, I need to do this. It was just like every day I woke up and was like, okay, doing my best today and like onwards and upwards. Um, And I don't feel like I remember working with you, you ever being like, Lexi, like it's not going, you know, like I want to be here by this point. Like you really did just kind of like keep going. Um, I I definitely feel like I had some small goals, you know, like for example, someone's your wedding. Like I wanted to be, you know, a certain way at your wedding. And I think that I just like kept small goals rather than like right. one goal in a certain time. It was just like very over a long period of time. And I was just going to keep going until, you know, yes. I have reached the goals that I've reached today. I think goals are fine. Of course. Like saying, you know, I want to be here. This is like what I envision for myself, but I don't feel like, did you ever feel super pressed as far as like, I want to be done? Like, that I want to be here so I can be done. Cause that is a problem. I see a lot of the time where people are like, you know, I just want to like lose the weight and like be done with this and like go back to normal. Like, I don't feel like you ever had that mindset. You really were like changing. And like, I was going to say, if you did have that mindset, then you're not making lifestyle change. You know, like I really, I wanted to get to get to the point where I was confident in being able to make those changes. And something that's really interesting is I am like looking back to like something that I told you a long time ago and it was just about, it wasn't about um, if I was going to change or lose the weight, it was about when when I was confident that I was going to, it just was a matter of like how long it was going to take. And obviously for me, I mean, it took a long time, but but like, then again, also it didn't, like a lot of goals really, really didn't. I was going to say it's, it, it took a long time, but like, it really didn't because you did have that mindset of like, it's not about like, if it's going to happen, it's about when, and I'm just going to keep going every day and know I'm doing the right things. And it, 
it's destined to happen if you don't quit. And I think so many people make that mistake because they're like, I want these changes to happen in three months. And then like, maybe they don't, and then they do quit and then they never happen. Or like it ends up taking them way longer because they're starting over. And like you, I never felt like you had that. So like, I was curious to ask about it. Like, did you have to combat that mindset at all? Or really, was it just like the way you went into it? Because I think every, basically every client I work with, we have to like work on that change. And I don't feel like it was a problem for you. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I really think it probably just goes back to that trust, you know, I really trusted you and I, I felt confident. And then I guess another thing that really like keeps me going is being able to see those changes over time. Like I said, I made a lot of small goals over time, you know, and I was reaching Mm -hmm. all these things and I was noticing how my body's changing. And that also very much keeps me motivated. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. And I, I made a reel about like with all of Caitlin's progress photos a couple months ago, I'll have to post it when I share this. <laughs> yeah, she goes, uh, I'll have to post it when I share this episode. But it's interesting because I feel like you really were tuned into like feeling better. And again, I I wish I could remember, but it was so long ago now. And I really don't remember if you were like ever saying like, Lexi, things aren't going quick enough. Because if you do look at that real like, and everyone experiences this too, when they start to change, it's like what they call that like paper towel roll effect. Like the first like, two, three, you know, four months of pictures, it's kind of just like these really small changes. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what the hell? This is like a huge freaking thing that's happening. I remember seeing you at my bridal shower, which was like, what, in July? And you you started in March. Right. And I saw your photos every week, but I just remember seeing you in person. I was like, damn, <laughs> like slay. <laughs> yeah. That's so uh, nice. Yeah, I feel like I, this is just so weird going back, but like, I feel like I remember one time at the gym where I was just having, I was, I had arm day and I was, um, doing, um, shoulder presses in front of the mirror and I realized how freaking big my arms looked. I'm like, damn, <laughs> and like moment, strong. I'm just like, wow, I didn't, I didn't realize that I looked like that. <laughs> yeah. You're getting muscle. Yeah. Your body was changing for sure. So we're definitely going to talk about your gym transformation too. Um, but I want to talk about that in the context of your job. So we'll kind of wait it out a little bit, but tell me, um, I know you've mentioned a lot about like the trust thing, which I think again, so important. Um, but while you were in the coaching process, was there anything about it that like stressed you out or worried you or that like maybe shook your trust a little bit because often and most clients aren't my best friend, but often when clients do come to me, the things that I tell them make them nervous because it is like, you know, different in opposition from what they've ever done in the past. And it's scary, right? Like it's scary to hear, Hey, I want you to eat more calories or, Hey, I want you to lift weights and I want you to cut your cardio down. And that prevents people from really like going all in. Um, and I, and, and for you, I think that original food journal that you sent me, I wish I could pull it up right now, but like the calories amount, which again, Caitlin was not like a professional 
food tracker by any means at the beginning. So potentially, you know, there, there was more calories than what were accounted for, but I think her food journal was literally like a baked potato with sour cream and like tortellinis. And like, I don't even remember what, what I said, you remember me so well. Yeah, no, I remember reading that and being like, oh yeah, we're going to, this is going to be great. <laughs> like we have so much to focus on. So um, to do. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't like a ton of calories. And obviously, like you said, you've come from like those restrictive diets or just feeling like, okay, I need to do more cardio and like cut all my calories. And then that was me coming here. And again, our process, the first part of our process was working your calories up and yeah. changing the composition of your diet. So I remember saying like, Hey, you can't eat 1400 calories of potato. Like I want to get you up to like 2000 plus calories, but I want you eating protein. I want you eating balanced meals. So like yeah. it was different than what you'd ever done. So how did that feel? Was it scary? Like did, was your trust ever shaken? Yeah. I mean, I do remember you know, I think I had started at like 1700 calories, which is like way under what I eat right now. But um, I think that's where I was starting. And then every, you know, however often with you, it would increase. And I just remember like thinking like, Lexi is crazy. I'm not going to increase my calories. <laughs> and so I think that there was like one jump that you made me do that I literally did not implement it. Cause I'm like, Lexi doesn't <laughs> talking about. And I think I held off on that for like a couple of weeks. And then you talked to me again and you're like, why are you not listening to me? This is what you need to do. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, well, I just didn't want to do that yet. <laughs> it's and then so funny. Another thing that I remember doing is that, um, you know, I think it was like the first three months that I started working with you. I was still in this mindset of like, I need to do cardio and I need to eat less food. Okay. So I had continued to do cardio for like the first three or four months of working yeah. with until like finally it like stuck with me that that wasn't helping me mm -hmm. um and just from you educating me um but I mean that was something that I continued to do for a long time because I thought that that was what was going to help me and as soon as I stopped cardio and as soon as I started eating more is when I like finally saw all these changes and I'm not saying cardio is a bad thing you know like yeah definitely do get my cardio in steps and stuff like yeah. that and I can use it as a tool now with like losing weight um or going I guess in a cut phase or whatever but mm -hmm. um I was so I guess it was probably the first three or four months until like I was like okay I'm I'm actually gonna make these changes because yeah it is scary yeah yeah, yeah it's easy to resist it um and I, I I mean, you're not the only one to feel that way. I feel like most clients that start with me come from like that type of background where they're either like, just don't have a ton of knowledge on finding the actual body composition changes they want. And, you know, we're all nineties girls. We've been told, you know, eat less and all the cardio from our moms or whatever. Um, or they're like fitness girlies who are used to like doing all the classes and they're like terrified to give the, those like sweaty workouts up. But really what is holding you back is like, you know, we got to gain some muscle. We got to do all those things. I, I also LOL because when you said, you know, the 1800 calories and you're like, I mean, that's way less than I eat now. Um, <laughs> I think my last, our last little bit of working together, like earlier this year was Caitlin was 
doing another cut, like another diet. And I think she like didn't want to go down to like 1800 calories. Yeah. Like, eh, maybe I don't want to lose weight. I'm fine. I was just over it. I'm like, I, you know what? I, I feel confident where I'm at right now. And I think this is where my body's most comfortable. And yeah. I think I was smart and like listening to myself because now, you know, I've been maintaining for how long? Years, yeah. Honestly, I mean, I probably gained like two or three pounds, but I don't like weigh myself anymore. I don't yeah. feel like that. I don't even have to track my macros anymore. I've yeah. gotten really good at maintaining because these things have just became so habitual and yeah. so rigid. And I feel like very, very blessed because, you know, when things do get hard, I always stay in my routines and yeah. they help me do things. So. And that is what so many people like aspire to be in a lot of different ways that you just mentioned. Like most women that I work with, and I'll start by saying, I think a dream body is multi, um, I don't even know, like it's multi-sided, right? Like a dream body isn't maybe like your absolute leanest, like whatever, I mean, yeah, you want to like look good in your body, what you feel is like looking good, but it's also, um, aligned with like how you feel, you know, you don't want to feel like shit either. So physically healthy, are you eating healthy food? And then number three is like the life that it aligns with. So like if five extra pounds on your body aligns with you being able to maintain at 22, 2300 calories instead of 1800 and giving you that extra 500, 600 calories of wiggle room, then like that's your dream body. You know what I mean? Um, and I think a lot of people like want that they want to be maintaining their body at a number of calories that allows them to like live their lives but they don't want to put the time into it that you put because you did. If we think back to our process, you reverse dieted up pretty high, honestly. Like I think we got your calories up pretty high and then we cut you down and then you stayed with me for a long time and we reversed them back, maintained. And then we did another like final little cut and lost another like six ish pounds. Um, like you really, and I know you said, you know, maybe not everyone's journey is like two years long, but like, I'll tell you guys straight up, if I could like take on new clients and sign them all for like at least a year, I would, because like, that is how long it takes. And I know so many clients leave me after like their first cut or whatever. And then they're like, kind what? of back in the same boat like you really need that time to develop your dream body in all those aspects of like I'm eating enough food to live my life I'm living in a physique I enjoy I understand how to be healthy and like it truly is ingrained in me to the point most people okay and I want to ask you this too now what would have happened if you quit after six months. Like how much weight had you probably lost by that time? Like an impressive amount. You looked completely different than you started. But like, if you were to quit after that six months, what do you think would have happened? Like if you can imagine. Yeah. I still think at like six months, I still feel that I was probably still really new to it. You know, I, um, I still needed you then. Like I yeah. needed to continue to be motivated. I needed to continue to make these firm routines. Like I think that if I would have quit after six months, I'd be right back where I started, honestly, because I don't think I would have made things habit and I would have 
gone back to my old ways, you know, I think in order to create a lifestyle, I mean, it takes, it takes, it does take a long time. Yeah. And it is longer than most people want, want, but it's worth it, you know, because like kind of how you were talking about, like now I, I don't track my macros anymore because I know what I eat every day. Mm -hmm. I, um, don't track my calories. I, um, I mean, I really don't have to track anything really, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't mindfully eat, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I don't drink as much as I used to, Yeah. Um, but like, I just do things that, you know, make my body feel good and I don't have to like think about things twice anymore. Yeah. Um, it's truly I, natural. Right. And I think like, if I was to track, like I'm probably at like, yeah, 2,300 calories right now. Mm-hmm. And I can eat like last night I ate an entire container of Cheetos. Oh gosh. <laughs> don't tell the people. I don't, I don't support this message. Um, no, it's interesting that you say that though, because I think the tricky part about this is like a lot of people think me as a coach, I'm sitting here saying like, don't give up before you've like made the progress or like anything like that. But it's not even necessarily that because you had made a lot of progress at six months and you really, I think you had internalized a lot of information. Like, I don't know if you would have went fully back to your old ways, but I do think it would have been like a middle of the road type thing. I also think like at that point you hadn't gone through as many like phases of nutrition. So you probably wouldn't have had like as high of a maintenance as you have now. It wouldn't have been as easy for you to maintain. And like, I think at six months you were pretty proficient in tracking your macros, but I don't think you were proficient enough to like completely live your life without tracking and, and like maintain as well as you do. So it really is like, don't, don't quit the minute that you see the progress and you're like, I did it. I'm done. And like, that's the lesson that. Yeah. I think that that's so smart that you're, you know, realizing that because like, fat loss and I mean, your overall health journey, it's not about just losing weight. You know, there's like so many other things that you have to think about, you know, like I did reverse dieting. I did a cut. I did a reverse dieting again. And I did another cut. Like there are differences. And if you're only getting coaching for like a fat loss phase, I mean, how are you supposed to know what to do when that fat fat loss phase is over? Because if you stay in a fat loss phase for the rest of your life, like you're never getting any progress, you know? So you're right. That is really really important. And people underestimate how hard maintenance is too. Like, I I mean, not like it's hard, but it's sometimes hard to be like, okay, is this my maintenance? Like, do I need to go up more? Like, am I good yet? Am I done? Like, I think there's a lot of questioning and spending a good enough amount of time with your coach where you're actually like, these check-ins are boring. And like, I know we've had plenty of those, and we kind of said this at the beginning, but I think Caitlin and I have had many check-ins where she submitted her form and been like, Lexi, I don't know what to write. How are you? Like, just I miss you. Yeah. Love you. (laughs) Um, but like, I don't have any wins. I do this every week. And I think I honestly think sometimes it's easy to sit back and be like, why am I even having, why do I have a coach still? But it's like, I want, you to get to that point where your check-ins are boring and you're literally like I'm good before you're like hey I'm I'm really good on my own you know um so yeah I think good good insight there 
Um, okay, now I want to talk about your evolution in the gym. Um, I want you, (laughs) I want you to, cause that's a, I don't, we've talked a lot about nutrition and calories and macros, but make no mistake, like a huge piece of Caitlin's transformation was, um, the gym. Um, Um, Oh yeah. Share where you started, share where you are now. Yeah. So, oh gosh, when Lexi, when I started first doing your workouts, I remember them being like Excel documents or something. They were, yeah. Back in the day, back in 2020. (laughs) So I remember telling you that I was not confident enough to even go to the gym to do your workouts. And I felt like I had to do them at home because I was so insecure. And it's just really sad to look at, you know, I mean, I, it's, very telling to like, look at how much I've transformed. Um, but when I did actually start to go to the gym, um, I would do my workouts like back in like those side rooms, you know, like on a yoga mat with like very small weights, like five pounds. And it was, the weights only went up to what, like 20. Yeah. 20. Yep. And I was, I was too scared to go past that because then I had to like go to the front of the gym where all of the big bulky guys are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was just so scared of that. You know, I didn't want to do that. I was doing anything to avoid that. Like, I think I literally did Bulgarian hip thrust or Bulgarian split squats with my back leg, like on an ab machine, because I didn't want to like go towards the front of the gym. Yeah. And like use uh, a bench because <laughs> I was yeah. so nervous about like anybody seeing me. Um, yeah. but I've transformed a lot. Um, I started going to the gym. Um, I think I started with like three days a week. Um, it was just like, you know, an arm day, a leg day, or like a core day or whatever. Yeah. And, um, eventually, you know, that transformed so much. I got a lot more confident. I started using every area of the gym. I, Sometimes I like look at myself in the gym. I'm like, I'm the only girl that's even up, up here right now and good for me. And I feel confident and I feel happy. Yeah. Now the gym is just like one of my happy places. Like for example, this week, um, I didn't have anything going this weekend and I usually, my usual workout is Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And Mm -hmm. this week I didn't have like anything to do this weekend really. So I went to the gym Saturday, Sunday, but like, not just not to work out. I was just like walking like an hour where I feel happy. It's where I, you know, can be mindful and it's where, I don't know, it's just become my happy place. And I just feel confident and like, that's where I thrive. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no, I love that. I love that so much. And like, okay, Caitlin, when we first started, like I remember you messaging me and being like, Lexi, I just, I have no idea if I'm doing this right. Like, and then we got on like FaceTime or something (laughs) and I was watching her do like an RDL and like helping her. I'm like, you're doing it fine. Like you just have to like keep going, you know? And, um, and then she finally graduated from the home workouts. Cause I was like, Hey, you know, you gotta, you gotta lift heavier. You gotta get in the gym. If you like, I don't want, And I tell a lot of my clients this, I don't want you wasting your time, right? Like you're putting your time into these workouts. I want you getting as much bank for your book as you can. So we had that conversation, I think, when you moved from home to the gym. And then I remember when you were in the back corner and I was like, hey, like you've been lifting these 20 pound weights for like a while now. Like (laughs) it is time to 
you, you are strong enough to go heavier and you're putting all your time into this. So, you know, it's time to go. And, and, and now you're sending me videos like doing pull-ups. Like, it's just crazy. The amount that has switched. And I really think a lot of that is due to like mindset. And this has been alluded to over the, and okay. Did I remember like your kind of attitude on that FaceTime call that we had. And it was very much like, almost like poking fun at yourself. Like, I just, I just can't do this. Like, you know, I'm, this just isn't like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I look stupid. Like you didn't think that you were the type of person to like do that. So like, when did that switch happen where you really did identify as like, I'm doing this. I can do this. Like, this is me. I'm not faking it. Yeah. I honestly don't think that like that switch or like that confidence in myself, like at the gym came for like probably like months, nine to 10 or 11 months. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I, um, I just, I, I didn't, I still, I, I don't still, but like, I never felt like I knew what I was doing. You know, I was so insecure about my form and if other people were looking at me or like, Just like how I was envisioning myself at the gym. Like I just was very scared, honestly. But um, I think it it came probably like, yeah, like nine, 10 or 11 or 12 months. And, and I remember like the first time I had ever even like worn like a sports bra at the gym. And I was like, wow, this is so weird. And I remember like pulling it down and like pulling my legs up all the way and being like, oh my God, my belly's out. But you know what? It's okay. Yeah. And (laughs) okay the best version of myself. So, and how, like, how did you get there? Because I love the honesty of like, it took a long freaking time. And I think that's the problem with people do these like six week challenges and they're like, I'm not cut out for it. You know, like it takes time. And like, how did you, how did that happen? Just like, yeah, I mean, honestly, just consistency and following your workouts and like, definitely, you know, um, like making sure that I'm, you know, following your video videos correctly. And I think I rewatched a lot of your videos a lot of the time. And then I would like look at myself in the mirror, make sh- making sure that I'm, you know, doing executing everything correctly. But yeah, mm-hmm. it took it takes a lot of time and it took just constantly showing up for myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know what? I don't if I'm doing something wrong now, I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Like <laughs> it's okay. I am trying my best, you know, and sometimes yes. it matters. Yeah. And I remember telling you that too, like, you're not going to get comfortable with it until you just do it. Like you got to just show up and like do, and eventually you'll be like, Oh, this is normal. And I think you also do have that like growth mindset of like, like you just said, watching the videos and not being like, Oh, this is hard for me. I'm not like meant for this. Like you really did. Even at the beginning when you were like feeling kind of dumb, you always had that mindset of like, you know, can I watch the video again? I'm going to just watch my form and like learn to do it better. And like that type of effort is like, you know, how you get better. So yay. Um, I want to now transition from that. This is a long episode. Um, I just have so much to talk about. Sorry, sorry, everyone. No, they're going to get so much value from this. Um, but let's talk about with the gym. And I know we just had this conversation the other day, but like 
I want to talk about your career because when I first started working with you and like your first kind of career in occupational therapy, you were working with kids. Um, and now you're working with a different population. So I want you to talk about your perception of that and like how you feel about like fitness and being strong now. Yeah. So the population that I deal with now, um, I work in subacute rehab. So a lot of, um, my patients are like older adults that, um, had some sort of injury from like a fall at home. Um, and they get discharged from the hospital and they're like, not yet safe to go home. Um, so a lot, that's a lot of the population that I deal with. Um, and in terms of like how I see health as like so important with my job. Is, what do you help them do? First of all, um, like OT, like what are you helping these patients do or practice or learn? Yeah. So that's a good question. <laughs> um, as an OT, my field is like very variable, but with older adults, what we work on is trying to get um, them to be as independent as possible, um, whether it's, you know, working on their strength, working on adaptive strategies, um, making sure that we're able to use adaptive equipment to be able to, you know, get them dressed, get um, in on and off the toilet, um, mm -hmm. be able to get into the bathroom and using a extended tub bench or whatever the case yeah. might be. So a lot of what I'm trying to do is teaching them ways to be independent. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like, honestly, my job is really, really tough because a lot of the people that I see are very unhealthy, you know, yeah. and, um, for example, I have a lot of clients that are obese and, um, if they, you know, are obese and they have a fall at home, sometimes they come to us and they had, you know, a hip fracture and they're like non-weight bearing. And so like, if they can't put any weight in one leg, like how are they ever going to be, if they're obese, you know, and have, and they're debilitated, like it's, it's really, really tough for some of my patients to be able to get out of bed, um, transfer, be able to come from a sit to stand position while maintaining that non-weight bearing, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's really, really tough to be able to make progress when, um, health is just not great. And it's really, really sad to see. And so, as uh, you know, with myself being now in fitness and health and, you know, I just like see how much value there comes from like learning all of these things very early on in life so that, um, you know, things like this can be, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people yeah. feel like that is so far off for them. Like it feels so not threatening when it's like oh like when I'm old you know um but it's like hurt <laughs> coming from someone who has had a huge injury you know like you never know you know what I mean like if I was going through what I was I'm going through right now and I didn't have like the muscle on my body that I do I would be struggling with literally everything. Like I would be struggling to sit down on the toilet. I can't bend my leg. I have to basically single leg squat when I sit on the toilet. I would be struggling walking. My physical therapist tells me all the time, like Lexi, I don't even know how you're walking with like the way that you are able to like bear weight on your, on your leg. Like if you didn't have the strength you did, you'd be literally buckling and falling with like every step. Um, and I think people just feel untouchable because like we're young and got it. yeah 
but like I, it's serious it's yeah. really serious working yeah. in my job it's, it's really sad because um you know it's just like I look at a lot of my patients and I just like think to myself I'm like I don't ever want to get old you know it's yeah. really sad everything that these people that have to go through and when they already don't have good health and to be able to get to a point where they can even function and go home you know that's usually the biggest goal for people it's so extremely hard sometimes you know and sometimes no, some of my patients they they never get to go home you know yeah. and that's yeah. always like the hardest thing of it is um sometimes you know these health issues are so severe that they can't function and can't take care of themselves and yeah. can't can't get home so it and is- we're not talking about like being able to you know, barbell squat, 200 pounds. We're talking about being able to put your pants on, like being able to sit down and get up out of a chair. Like we're talking about the most basic things. Um, and it's interesting too. It's funny. Like we were on a flight a couple of weeks ago and I said to Michael, like, I really ought to bring like business cards on flights because watching people struggle to get their suitcases in the overhead bins, like, people just lack strength and muscle and like they can't get through life. So if there's anything I want you to take away from this snippet of the conversation, it's like, you need to be muscled. Um, a lot of people are so worried about being like having too much body fat, but a big problem, whether it's obesity or like frailty and old age is just being like under muscled. So super important. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think we've talked a, a lot, but to round it oh, out, sorry. um, sorry, dog barks. That's fine. <laughs> We're almost there guys. Um, okay. To round it out. I just, I know, and you've alluded to this obviously. And if you have anything else to add, I want you to tell us like about your life now, obviously people know you're maintaining, you're happy, you're healthy. You've maintained your weight loss, all of that. Um, how do you feel compared to three years ago? How has it changed? Like, I mean, I feel like I've saw a lot of change in you, not just your body, your physique, but like just you like putting yourself out there, whether it be like relationships or jobs or whatever. Um, so how has like this transformation changed your life on a deeper level? Because I know oftentimes people are, they don't want to spend the money or they feel that it's selfish, but I feel like being healthy is truly like, selfless um and what would you say to someone who might be hesitant to like take the leap and invest in themselves yeah I mean honestly the biggest thing is even in you know each and every day when you're going through this like things are hard you know Mm -hmm. um it takes a lot to even just be able to make the smallest steps forward but I mean it truly is all worth it like I think I said this at the beginning but I wouldn't I wouldn't change this for anything. And I would do it over and over again because I am so much healthier. I'm so much more confident in myself. I feel like I'm more present, you know, with like my relationships and, um, you know, my relationship with my boyfriend. Like I feel so much more confident in who I am as a person that I feel like I can just like be my true authentic self and feel confident every single day. And I mean, honestly, it doesn't, I can't even put value into how I feel because it's just, I mean, I would do it over and over again, truly. Like you've changed my life and it's amazing because you're my best friend and I just feel so (laughs) happy. (laughs) And honestly, 
I really, really am so blessed to have you because you're just, you've been such an asset to me and you've been my coach, but also my best friend. And I just, I feel very, very blessed. So Love you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, it really has been spectacular to watch. And like, I'm so proud of you, you know, like, and I've told you that a million times, but watching this, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, it's just this, like, and you know, it's a little bit nerve wracking too. And like a friend of yours signs up to like, to trust you and like all of that. You're like, gosh, I really, you know, want this to work out. And I don't want this to impact our relationship or anything, but it's obviously made us, you know, closer or equal or whatever. And, um, it's just been phenomenal to watch because you are like my perfect. And that's why she's the first guest on the podcast, because (laughs) this is like the transformation I want for all my clients. Like guys, I don't give a, I don't give a flying fuck if you like lose 10 pounds or 20 pounds with me if your life isn't changed. Like, I don't care. I'm not running six-week challenges. I'm not running 90-day challenges. Like, cool. Losing weight isn't that hard. Like, drop your calories. It's about getting to maintenance. And that is why I structure my whole coaching process the way that I do and do everything that I do. So um, I will wrap it up. But what? Go ahead. I just... And I think I said this before, but I truly, truly wish that like everybody could feel this mm-hmm. way that I do feel because I mean, my life has just been so changed, you know, and yeah. it's really, really sad when like, you know, if it doesn't work out for a client or whatever, like I truly wish that I could like do this for people because it's like, it's worth it in the end. Truly. Imagine how I feel. Yeah, no. it, And that is like the most heartbreaking thing for me about my job. I won't lie is when I have like a consult call with like a prospective client and we talk for an hour about like how much they want to change. And they say a lot of the things that you said, like, I'm just not confident. I'm not confident, you know, having sex with my husband. I'm not confident getting dressed. I try on 50 outfits before I leave the house and like nothing looks good on me. Like I can't keep up with my kid. Like they tell me all these things and then they come back and they're like, you know, like I can't afford it. Or like, I need to focus on other things right now. I'm like, this is everything. Like this is everything. And it's just freaking heart wrenching. Um, but I think people are scared to fail and like, they aren't, you know, a lot of the mindset kind of, I, like qualities that you have, they just aren't there or like, they don't think that way or whatever. So I hope if you're listening to this episode and you've ever thought about coaching or you've thought about making the leap or you've done all the things and it's not working, or you feel like you're not cut out for it or whatever, this has like re, you know, change your mind a little bit because Caitlin was the you know, family size bag of Cheetos and like terrified to go to the gym and now is like the pull-ups and mindful eating and just like thriving. So cheers. I also just want to say Lexi really quick. Thank you for trusting me and believing in me because yeah, I, like I said, I just, I really couldn't have done it without you. And I don't think I could have done it with anyone but you. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Um, but if this episode helped you, if it resonates, if you enjoyed it, um, please, please, please share it to your social media, tag me. I would appreciate it, you know, a million times over spread the word, um, drop a rating on Spotify review on Apple podcasts, just send it to a friend. I appreciate you endlessly and I will see you next week. 
Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Get Your Health Together podcast. I hope you enjoyed it along with some steps and sun. If you love the episode, don't forget to share it with a friend or tag me on Instagram. And if you have a question, never hesitate to shoot me a DM. See you next time.